This vehicle makes frequent and annoying stops, and starts, and stops again, and then another start with a little stopping on the side, you know? Hello, friends. Welcome in to this somewhat hesitatingly entitled Fusebox show number 149, Full Throttle Stop. Yeah, and we certainly am. I'm your wondering aloud while silently screaming host, Mark Rose, and over there, always at maximum velocity, is the grand poobah of gain himself, Milk Keynes, everybody. I thank you kindly. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, this is like taking a ride with someone who's just learning to drive a stick. <laughs> Alas, yes, lots of jerkiness going on and starting and stopping too yeah mm-hmm. so uh, did you have a good fourth nothing explode that uh, wasn't supposed to oh yeah yeah it was okay now I won't say it was uh, like noisier than last year because really it wasn't but uh, I did hear bigger blasts this time yeah 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 at you you too huh yeah like uh, yeah like like uh, um, m80 style bang. Yeah, I mean, at like uh, one point, it was like some kind of howitzer going off, bro. Yeah, I heard them as well. Not many, uh, but when it went off, you were aware of it. Yeah, in my neighborhood, it went pretty late, too. Yeah? Yeah, I'd say like uh, maybe 2 a.m. Yikes. Well, they were a wee more civil around uh, here, but uh, I guess they must have been done around midnight. Well, you know, there's just a lot of pent-up energy. It's got to go somewhere, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And you know, it uh, really could have been a whole lot worse, for sure. Uh, you know, I'm always thinking of the uh, poor animals during this celebration, especially dogs and cats. You know, they just, they can't seem to understand why the hell these humans have this explodey day in the first place. To them, that sound usually means run like hell. So what about Japanese pocket squirrels? Eat going Milo, so do they freak out? Oh, God, Th- those two? Hell no, hell no. They look for something to light. Totally fearless, those two. <laughs> More ice. <laughs> Banana flavor. Cherry bomb. Roaming snow cone. Yay! Yay! The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. Thefuseboxshow.com. Well, looks like the uh, cases of the vid just keep climbing. 
Your favorite place in the U.S., Florida, just recorded like 11,000 new cases in one day. Yeah, and uh, up until that recent case report, they were still saying that it's just because we're testing more people, <laughs> which is, which was quick, quickly put in the trash when they realized that the, the, the results had nothing to do with the amount of tests that uh, they were doing. As a matter of fact... Current ratios show that uh, one out of every 100 persons in that particular state have been infected with the big 19, which is rather alarming, to say the least, right? You know what we really need right now? Gojira? Someone to just tell the fucking truth. Stop lying and trying to make the numbers look better and just come clean with it. It just looks stupid. And they're doing nothing to uh, instill confidence in their leadership. What leadership? The whole damn world has done a better job of handling this pandemic than we have. Well, Brazil is uh, teetering on the brink of disaster, but uh, that too is because their fearless leader, uh, Bolsonaro, who is also a big denier of the virus even going so far at one point as to say the country would no longer be posting casualty figures, only 24-hour totals. Oh, did I mention? He just tested positive for the virus as well, right? Yeah, so, so much for that hoax. Phoenix, Arizona is a hot spot now, too. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Well, it's like 100 degrees and people are waiting in their cars to get tested for as long as eight hours in some places. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, that's, that's just remarkable. And, and, and also those poor folks on the front line, the, the docs and nurses, they must be at their wits end with this thing, you know? You know, they start to see... They start to see a little decline or at least a, a, a stabilization point. And what happens? Well, they just open the place back up. Uh, and look, I get it. People just want to get back to it. But uh, Yeah, yeah. But, but, but the truth is we just can't really do that right now. Also, and uh, this needs to be mentioned, very few of the reported cases have anything to do with the recent protests. Although I'm sure... There would be some who'd love to pin it on that. Uh, those folks, for the most part, anyway, um, are, and, and certainly out here, are, are all wearing masks. I don't know if you saw that report on the uh, New Mexico shooting. Oh, yeah. Is, is that where they were trying to topple a statue of a conquistador and it got a little out of hand, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that guy uh, shot into the crowd. Uh, he was one of those civil guard types again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. I don't know where these folks get off parading around as fake law enforcement, but there's probably a damn good reason why they didn't make the cut if they tried to get into it in the first place. Well, it it, it is. It's really uh, problematic. Anytime you have folks like that showing up to uh, otherwise peaceful protests, it just escalates the vibe to a not-so-productive place. You know, people are protesting the inappropriate use of authority, remember? Seriously, I think sometimes all these fake cops are really doing is looking for an excuse to shoot something. You think? I mean, I'm no trained psychologist or anything, but my gut says they aren't there to protect anything but their right to carry a weapon. It would sure seem that way, man. 
in Georgia, there were a number of folks uh, shot over the 4th of July weekend in protests there as well. Again, again, by these extremists who, uh, as I've said many times before, may, may as likely as not uh, be bussed in to agitate otherwise peaceful demonstrations. The National Guard is being brought in at this point via executive order, according to the governor. And just as fast, Democratic Senator Jen Jordan tweeted saying, an executive order regarding mandatory masks would protect more Georgians than this. Yeah, yeah, valid point. Seriously, man. We clearly, clearly need some leadership and continuity here. This is the sloppiest handling of a crisis I've ever lived through with positively no clear structure in sight. Well, it it sure doesn't help things when the authorities are playing fast and loose with the facts and changing the guidelines every goddamn 11 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of reminds you of that old gag on Star Trek. Remember this back in the the original series? This is where Captain Kirk is uh, trying to explain the rules to a card game called Fizzbin. That the rules are so involved, has so many conditions, that in the end, you can't really play the game at all. Sure how I feel. I mean, I know we got to do the mask thing outside and in businesses. That I know. And safe distancing, yeah. Well, now, in my case, I practice uh, ultra social distancing. I don't go anywhere ever. Yeah, it's a wee extreme. So, uh... Of course, the uh, orange guy took the opportunity during the 4th to introduce us to his new campaign tact, resurrecting the Confederacy. What the hell is up with this meathead? He's a New Yorker, for Christ's sake. (laughs) Well, but he might be moving to Mar-a-Lago soon. Yeah, so he's uh, defending all these rancid statues to basically uh, horrible folks who stood for some pretty awful things uh, back in the day, and, uh, well, they actually should come down. Not that that will change the bigger stuff, but you know what? It's a step to uh, adjusting perceptions. But, uh, you know, I just got to quote a few things here from... uh, An absolutely hysterical op-ed piece in Esquire by Charles Pierce. You know, it's not often that you laugh out loud from an op-ed piece, but uh, he quotes the uh, New York Times, first off, um, that uh, tens of millions of dollars have already been spent in a city that will now host little more than a GOP business meeting, and donors are wary of opening their wallets again to uh, bankroll a Jacksonville gathering thrown into uncertainty by a surge in coronavirus cases. Organizers are trying to assuage vexed Republicans who collectively gave millions of dollars for a Charlotte event that has mostly been scrapped. The host committee there has spent virtually all of the $38 million it raised before the convention was moved, leaving almost nothing in return to donors. Or to pass on to the new host city. <laughs> in, in Jacksonville, fundraisers are describing the process as the most difficult they have ever confronted. Florida has been setting daily records for new virus cases, freezing money as donors wait and worry about the safety risks of the pandemic. 
So uh, Mr. Pierce begins his piece by saying, first of all, President Petri Dish wants his big moment, and by God, he's going to have it, even if it kills people, and it probably will. He's coming up my way for a super spreader extravaganza in Portsmouth, (laughs) New Hampshire on Tuesday. I'm piling sandbags at the border. That's why he jilted Charlotte in the first place. Second, Jacksonville is a terrible place to have anything. I was there for the Super Bowl a few years back, and the hotel situation was so desperate that they put some of the high rollers on luxury yachts along the waterfront. (laughs) The weather was hot, sticky, and the breezes felt like Velcro on your skin. And that was at the beginning of February. (laughs) August must be absolutely delightful. And all of that was without the efforts of the president's Igor, Ron DeSantis, to turn Florida generally into a bioweapons lab. If there is another way the president could have clusterfucked this convention, I don't know what it is. It's certainly a challenge, said Edward E. Burr, a real estate developer and member of the Jacksonville Host Committee. Mr. Burr said it was still far from clear exactly what the final run of the show will look like or how many people will attend Mr. Trump's renominating speech, which is scheduled for August 27th. Even some members of the host committee in Jacksonville are privately wondering if the city and the RNC have a plan B. Actually, a plan C as they watch the number of coronavirus cases rise in their state. This path is a twisty path, Mr. Burr said. A lot of things continue to change. I've got plenty of friends who said this is a bad thing to do, he added. But we're doing it. Mr. Burr, sir, you have just devised the perfect epigram for any history written about the current presidency. (laughs) Well put, sir. Damn right. Like I said, it's been a while since I laughed out loud in an op-ed page. Uh, Really, that was really good. Uh, Good on you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Pierce there. Yes. And yes, uh, how about that? 38 million, that is just laying there like some kind of foul-smelling carcass. (laughs) Really, 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 really do wonder how all these um, bright financiers are seeing this present situation. I mean, come on. You're just going to walk away from that investment and say, oh, well, better luck next time. They do it to get something in return. Really nothing altruistic or good old buddy about it, you know? Might also be a really good idea to take a long, hard look at the guy suggesting you throw your cash at this big idea in the first place, you know? (laughs) I mean, hell. There's a picture of Trump under the definition of bankruptcy. Well, yes, true excellence in failure. Well, take, for instance, uh, the 4th of July festivities, right? Held at the White House, where, you know, jets were a-flying and uh, flags were a-waving and uh, tongues were a-wagging with uh, statements like this. Now we have tested almost 40 million people. By so doing, we show cases. 99% of which are totally harmless. I'm not sure where he's getting his facts, but... uh, His ass. Pulling them right out of his ass. Well, 
Uh, by the way, that place he called uh, Pretty Good a few months ago, yeah, John Hopkins University, well, they estimated the fatality rate as being nearly 5% of all cases. Well, we know his math is totally pooched. I mean, his stats said... And again, when you have 15 people, and the 15 within a couple of days is going to be down to close to zero, uh, that's a pretty good job we've done. Yeah, not quite. Add to this the really, (laughs) really, really, really cringy fact that uh, when uh, President Obama had the 4th of July celebration back in 2015, uh, he featured as musical guest Bruno Mars. Remember that? This year, Orange Guy had... Sock puppet. (laughs) Might as well have had. No, he had the U.S. Army Band playing a cover of a Bruno Mars track, a couple of them. Kind of says it all, doesn't it? I don't know. I thought he'd maybe just light the Constitution on fire. It's pretty useless to him anyway. Except for that slippery Second Amendment part that seems to have more translations than the Bible at this point. Well, I know he's getting a lot of flack for spending bucks like this at a, a time when clearly that money should go to things like saving people from being kicked out of their homes or starving or whatever. I mean, yeah. what the hell is taking so damn long at getting this next round of checks to folks? Well, uh, Senator and human snapping turtle Mitch McConnell says, it's a coming, just as soon as they can figure a way to get most of it to their fat cat friends, but still make it look pretty good to you. Seriously, bro. If they think they got agitation now, just wait till folks get mass evictions. Yeah, it's not a future I want to see, for sure. Do you, do you realize that uh, here in Portland, folks have still not gotten their uh, unemployment compensation situations processed? I mean, <laughs> the feds set up this thing called the uh, PEUC, or Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Compensation, and this was rolled out in late March. And that's when I applied in March, haven't seen one claim form processed yet. And I, I, I keep sending them in, you know, because that, that's what they uh, say to do every week. You send a thing. But no, not a dime yet. Of course, you know, the, the computers that office has been using dates back to just before the invention of dirt. So not sure how that's going to work out. Man, there are so many flaws in this mess. Sure as hell does shine a light on the areas for improvement, though, yeah? Yeah, no joy there. Yeah, well, I I don't uh, want us to uh, exit on a downer here. So uh, let me tell you about a little positive motion and uh, another good chap I found uh, out there on the interwebs. (laughs) where you're headed and let me just say just for me i dig the hell out of this thing and it smells amazing bro (laughs) well it's it's uh it's real wood no press board nothing like that anyway anyway what are we talking about friends well i'm glad you asked because uh in the studio here i've had uh this uh desk that uh, housed a variety of audio equipment uh, the computer you got hard drives mic preamps effects units all that crap the usual stuff uh, in an environment like this. So I, I was, it, it was all working fine, but uh, I wanted to uh, consolidate things yet again and uh, add a musical keyboard uh, into the whole thing. And it just wasn't possible to do with that particular design. 
So, uh, I get on the always highly reliable interweb there. And, uh, lo and behold, I find this nice chap in Texas. His name is Justin Leah. He has a company called Leah Designs. And, uh, also turns out that this guy is a Grammy award-winning engineer himself who also just, uh, happens to love making these workstations out of solid birch. <laughs> Mainly because he could never find the actual design out there that fit his needs. So he built his own. There you go. Yeah. So come to find out, uh, a lot of folks also had the same issue. Uh, and and th- there are a, a lot of designs out there. Many of them uh, really, really quite expensive. And not exactly uh, a good fit. At least not for me. So I take one look at this uh, chap's design. And I say to myself... You know, I think this is the one. I wonder if he'd build one for me. So I guess he did. Yes, sir. He did. And it's pretty glorious. It's uh, made out of, uh, like I said, birch. And, uh, you know, as far as these things go, when you have to assemble them from a flat pack, it went together in about an hour with the clearest instructions I have ever had the pleasure of perusing. Oh, so you actually read those things. Well, I thought it might be a good idea for this thing, you know. (laughs) Yeah, better you than me. Well, in any event, uh, it went together perfectly and does uh, exactly what it was supposed to do. And uh, with bonus, bonus, extra rack space too. Really? Yeah. There were uh, pre-drilled rack rail holes on all three sections below the main rack sections that I didn't even know that at first they were even there. But when assembling it, I realized, whoa, he left that up to the user to decide whether uh, to use them or not. Well, that's damn cool because, you know, rack space is at a premium in those desks usually. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Or you can get the broadcast version, which usually starts at about three grand. Oh, yeah, I know. Believe me, I looked at those and I tried to figure out which kidney to sell. I wasn't going to do that. So uh, on top of all that, it uh, it shipped ahead of time, despite that uh, Justin mentioned at the time I ordered the thing that uh, he was running about three and a half weeks behind because uh, a lot of folks also had a similar idea. <laughs> so that was great. Well, uh, partially great. It also meant we had to break the other one down and rewire the place ahead of time, too. <laughs> so. uh, well, yes, uh, there, there, uh, there was that. But... The smell. Like a damn forest in here. I love that. Now, I know it's not going to last, but uh, sure is heavenly right now. Uh, I will uh, post a uh, link to Justin's page so you can uh, check it out if you're so inclined. And uh, with that, we'll sluggishly stagger out the door and down the hall, but not before thanking our contributors to this edition of Fusebox... Carol Adams and Eden Neuendorf. Thanks as well to the cool but somewhat overheated maestro of the meters, uh, Milt Cates, for technical assistance and so forth and so on. A half-baked pleasure for sure. (laughs) So are we doing a cooking show now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not? Fusebox cooks. Yeah, I I wouldn't be inclined to tune into that one, you know? Another roadkill casserole coming right up. (laughs) Now... Oh, God. 
<clears throat> uh, thanks, of course, uh, to you, friends, for uh, pushing play on this edition of the program, as uh, we do so appreciate that uh, you could be virtually anywhere right now, and yet, yet, you choose to be here with us. Well, I think the commander-in-thief said uh, he'd cut off their funding if they didn't listen. Be that as it may, we thank you, and as always, if you have not, as yet, subscribed to this program, please do so wherever you may have found it, uh, be that Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or the very OnSug themselves at onsug.com. We'd be most grateful. I have been your waiting till the aircraft comes to a complete stop host, Mark Rowe saying, until our next cartoon. Thank you.